What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Route Runners Podcast. I'm Streaker. I'm Jared. And I'm James. Sorry for my inactiveness. Past couple of episodes, I was uh, dealing with some exams, but I'm back. School is great. Better than ever, you know. So let's kick it off with some of the breaking news of the week. Henry Ruggs out for the season. He got cut by the Raiders. Who who would go at 156 on a 40, <laughs> 45 uh, road, man? That's He's just crazy. Yeah, it sucks. Guy was a first-round pick last year, had – a lot of promise coming out of Alabama, and his career is probably over just like that. And, you know, it sucks. I mean, obviously he's an idiot for doing what he did, but you just kind of have to feel for all the families that were involved. And even Henry, like Henry Ruggs' family especially, because he's probably going to prison now. Right. It's just It just kind of sucks because this guy had so much potential. Obviously we saw with the Raiders the last two seasons. Guy was a really good deep ball catcher. and He had it, so many intangibles, like his speed, his – he, he was solid at catching. Yeah. And, I mean, it just sucks that he translated his speed to the road, actually. And, right. <laughs> and ended up going really fast. So, yeah, it's going to suck for that. Uh, in terms of the Raiders, I don't really think it's going to make that huge of an impact. I mean, they just have, like, a couple of, like, good, decent receivers. But I think that I feel like they've been looking for a number, a true number one for a while. And I never really thought that Ruggs was going to be that guy. I just thought he was a nice, like, maybe complimentary piece to – in an offense. I never, I just thought he was kind of like a home run guy, like a Hollywood Brown or something like that. It would have been interesting if they picked up uh, Allen Robinson, for instance, if they tried trading for him because he's a soft, he's an immediate wide receiver one, you know, take some relief off of Darren Waller because Darren Waller is seen clearly as the wide receiver one and tight end one on that team. So he's double, triple, quadruple targeted, cut and cut, like, uh, he's covered like that many uh, with so many people on him that it's hard for Derek Carr to get to him. So, I mean, hopefully we see maybe Brian Edwards step up, maybe as the new wide receiver one. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, let's see. Uh, who knows with that Raiders team? Because we'll we'll be talking about them later. So I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, and it's also weird to to think that the Raiders picked Rugs over every other receiver in that draft. Like he was the first receiver off the board. They reached on him, and now this is what they get. Yeah. Obviously, they wouldn't have known that when they drafted him, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I, my thoughts go out to the uh, the family who lost someone. I think also a dog died, and that made yeah. me even more sad some for some reason because I hate when dogs die. Right. But I mean, first, I mean Henry Ruggs kind of did it to himself because he had what eighteen shots, something like that, and then like a yeah. lot of mixed drinks, yeah. something like that. Like, uh, he, I don't know what he was thinking. He also had a, his girlfriend in the car or something like that. So my thought was he, he was trying to impress her by going, oh, look, I can go like 400 miles an hour, and then boom, crash. So, but yeah. But just to know, they could have had Jay Jettas instead of Henry Ruggs. Yep. But I'm glad they did not pick him. So am I. So next, uh, another name that was pretty much all over the news this week was OBJ. Everyone was saying his name in like every trade rumor. As he was, he's a, he still could be a solid wide receiver one, fringe wide receiver one for a, for a desperate team. And I think Browns are, they just don't see a really, really good fit with him now that it's his second season with the Browns. Uh, Third? It's his second, like, full season. He went there in 19. 
Yeah, he played like sh- played like shit. Got hurt last year, and now he's back. I think it would it would make sense for him to not be on the Browns because the Browns were doing well without our OBJ and Landry both playing together. Like I think last week was like the first time they all played together in like a year. So I don't know. I I don't know what's wrong with OBJ. I just don't think. I mean, he obviously doesn't want to be there because he's having a shit season, but. I think sending him home and just not playing him doesn't solve the situation. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with what you were saying, that the Baker just plays better when he's not there. He feels less pressure to target him. And, look, some people just have careers that start off really well and then just tail out towards, like, when it's considered to be their prime. And whether that's injuries or whether it's just lack of talent, I think it's probably a little more injuries for Odell because – this guy did a whole lot on the Giants and where there was very little production from the quarterback position, probably extended Eli Manning's career for a couple of seasons. So as much as I hate Odell Beckham and the diva mentality that he has, uh, this is not a fit for him. I still think he, he could probably succeed somewhere else, but the injuries have gotten to him way too much for him to be relevant as he was. So I think now the, I think the biggest news of the week and the biggest shocker, Aaron Rodgers unvaccinated. He's he got COVID now. He got the COVID bug, and I think are we gonna see the debut of the one and only Jordan Love? Yeah, yes. I, I think we are. I I'm excited because I think that Jordan Love kind of has a little bit of a narrative that Aaron Rodgers had, where he wasn't supposed to be not that he wasn't supposed to be picked there, but that he was just kind of drafted to the wrong team. And Jordan Love was the I think a big reason why Aaron Rodgers kind of had a fire under his ass last year and ended up winning the MVP because the Packers picked him so early. And now we get to actually see him. We get to see if it was worth it. Obviously it's just one game because Rodgers will probably be back by next week, but we get to see if the Jordan love pick was actually worth it. If he can go on the road against his Kansas city team and win, Um, we'll be talking about that a little later, but yeah, we're going to be seeing Jordan Love, and I, I could not – I'm excited. I, as a Vikings fan, I'm actually – this is one of the more excited I've been for a Packers game in a while. I'm excited to see what they got out of him. Yeah, I mean, he has to carry that offense now, and it's against the Chiefs defense who is ass, so I can see it happening. Yeah, but, I mean, it's going to be hard to win without Rodgers, but – Yeah, I mean, Rodgers, yeah, he really controls the team. But Jordan Love's probably going to throw to Devontae Adams like 12, maybe 15 times, so. Yeah, But they've no one to yeah. – Adams will be back. Yeah, I mean – the Chiefs have no one to cover Devontae, so I mean Jordan Love may have a good game solely based on Devontae Adams, but I don't think it's gonna be like one of those instances where like oh the backup takes over and then he becomes like a franchise QB like Tom Brady or something like that. It's like it's never gonna be that scenario for Jordan Love, but I mean who knows honestly? I mean that's their I think that's their plan. I think so too. I don't know if it'll work because I never really liked Jordan Love in the first place, but I think that's their plan for yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think because yeah, Rogers is probably gonna be out next year, so they're gonna have to resort to Jordan Love, and hopefully Rogers taught him enough where Jordan Love can take over that team and make an impact. But it's not gonna be on the, the he's not gonna make as much of an impact as Aaron Rodgers. Like, but I mean, we'll see. We'll get a nice debut of Jordan Love, so we'll make predictions on that. Or yeah. We'll see if our predictions are good. The the problem with Green Bay is they know. Aaron Rodgers is 90% going to probably leave after the season. And they they aren't really that certain with Jordan Love where they're confident that going into this game, he's ready to go and make his starting debut. So it's it comes back. I think we're, we're like 10 years from now, we're going to be looking at this pick and go, what the hell was Gutekunst thinking <laughs> in the front office when he made that pick for Jordan Love? Because 
really they didn't need a QB yet they drafted one and now he's just, he's just going to sit behind uh Aaron Rodgers for years and years to come and is that is that a bad thing is that a good thing only time will tell so it's going to be interesting how the, uh how he plays come Sunday so next let's uh let's talk about Thursday night football Colts Jets what are we thinking there i mean mike is mike white really the greatest jets qb of all time uh I guess we'll have to see. I don't know. Who did the Jets beat the Bengals, right? Yeah, with Mike White. I, it could have been a one-game fluke, but we'll have to see because Colts' defense is pretty above average. Right. So uh, we're going to see if Mike White is the real deal. I still feel like Zach Wilson's going to replace him when he's healthy, but you never know. You never know. Mike White could show off. But I think this is going to be like a running running back heavy game, especially with Michael Carter and Jonathan Taylor on each side. It, the, both defenses are pretty good against the run anyways, but I think they're, they're going to resort to their best players to show off or show up and just produce for them, especially the Jonathan Taylor, because he better have a good game because the Colts kind of need him because Carson Wentz in his passing offense is not great. Is the Jets' run defense actually good? Yeah, I they're mean, pretty good. Okay, I think they're like top 10 in run defense. Okay, gotcha. So they're really good. Um, Obviously, against Derrick Henry, the Jets gave up like over 100 yards, right. but that's Derrick Henry. So I'm, uh, No, I was just wondering because how much did Mixon have? Last? He oh, had he two touchdowns, good. but he did, didn't really play well. Yeah, they were like goal line work. Oh, okay, then um, that's fair. Yeah, the Jets, both defenses are pretty above average. So, but I think the Colts, they can't just keep throwing it downfield to Michael Pittman and hoping that he mosses everyone or they get a PI call. They're going to have to either give it to Jonathan Taylor and do some dump offs to Naheem Hines. They're going to have to work slow with this game. Same with the Jets. It's going to be a slow game. I don't think it's going to be high scoring at all. So, again, if it's like a running game, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think, uh, in, a, in a sense, both teams suffer from the same curse where. They both have lackluster offenses in some capacity. And I think hopefully we see some consistency with the wide receiver core from the Colts because I would love to see Michael Pittman break out even more, just stay consistent and be that uh, top wide receiver one he can take. He can show that whole front office for the Colts showing like, hey, I'm the main guy here. You don't need to go and draft or trade for someone. And it'll allow for Carson Wentz to trust his wide receivers more, gain that chemistry, rather than staying panicked, trying to run out of the pocket, not knowing what to do, and it ends up with a turnover. So I really want to see – because Carson Wentz has been playing really well com- uh, as a comeback uh, season compared to last year, and I think it's it would be really great to see a, an explosive game from that Colts offense. Yeah, I mean – I agree with everything that you guys said. I think that if the Colts are going to make any sort of ground in this division on the Titans, this is a game that they have to win, and I think that they will. I think that what we saw from the Jets was kind of a fluke. I think that, you know, Mike White played well, and I think that they're like, you know, slot guys and like guys like Michael Carter and Jameson Crowder, like those guys could have a big game, but I think the Colts are a lot better than people think, and I think that their defense is – and I don't think that the Jets really do anything better than the Colts do. It's in Indianapolis. It's a home game. Frank Gregg's a really good coach. I, I, I like the Colts kind of big in this one. Yeah, so next our uh, – so next our next – so our next segment is P's and C's. Is that good? Uh. Change it up. You can just say contenders, pretenders. Because I'm not, we're not gonna actually say C and P. Uh, yeah, no, I just I don't know. I just want to make like some cool name. Contendies, pretendies. 
So, so our next segment is contenders and pretenders. And I want to see if you guys think uh, some of these on-the-bubble playoff teams, or they might be in the playoffs if the playoffs started right now, if you think they can in seven in uh, come week 17, we'll be able to make the playoffs. 18. Week 18, actually. Yeah. So the Bengals, who, uh, James, who do you think? Are they contenders or pretenders? I think the Bengals are contenders. Again, like Jared was saying, that Jets game is definitely a fluke game. So I think this offense is still clicking, uh, obviously, with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. Like, they have a lot of weapons on that offense, and I think they can really produce. Joe Burrow is having a really nice comeback season. I can see him winning comeback player of the year, in all honesty, because he's. I think he's been outplaying Dak Prescott. And obviously, you have the offensive rookie of the year. Like, he's uh, not running away with it, but he's the heavy favorite in Jamar Chase. And they still have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Like, they still have weapons, and their tight end is showing out, too. CJ, whatever the fuck his last name is. It's if I say Uzoma Uzoma, like it doesn't matter. Um, I mean that defense isn't terrible either, but it's concerning that they gave up that many points to the Jets last week. I still think they have playmakers on that defense, like Jesse Bates and whoever else they have. I can't really think of anyone right now because I'm tired. But uh, I mean, this team was first in the AFC going into Week Eight for a reason, and I think that they can still they can still claim that title within for like next three weeks. I think they have a better chance of making the playoffs now that the Chiefs are kind of ass. So they, if they don't win their division, they can at least make a wild card spot. So I think the Bengals have a good shot at making the playoffs. I definitely think that the Bengals have a shot to make the playoffs. But as of now, I'm going to have to go pretenders, man. I think that Cincinnati is a year away. I love what's going on there. I really do. I say it all the time. I love Jamar Chase. I love Joe Burrow. But the Bengals' offense, if you look at their stats and you look at like yards per game everywhere – they're kind of just average anywhere. They're 13th in total yards per game. They're 23rd in total rushing yards per game. They're 11th in total passing yards. And all those are, like, fine. But when you look at points, they're 7th. What that's telling me is that they're just having a lot of big plays. And I think that once those big plays kind of stop and start to come back into life, come back to life, then the Bengals are going to start losing some games. They also have a tough division. They still have to play the Ravens again. They have to play the Steelers again. And they have to play the Browns twice I think they still have to play the rest of the NFC North. Yeah. Uh, well, they played all. No, they they beat them all. They they played them already. But um, I don't know. What again? I love Joe Burrow. I love everything that's going on there. Their offensive line still is not great. Their defense last week showed that they were a bit overrated because the the Jets with a backup quarterback kind of berated them. So I'm gonna go with the Bengals as a pretender. I I I hope I'm wrong but I don't see it as of right now. Uh, for this round, I'm I'm picking Jared. Okay. There we go. So next we have the Niners. Yeah, so I actually think that the Niners are going to be playoff contenders. I think that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing pretty well ever since he got injured. Um, and another thing with San Francisco is that they've gotten – yeah, the Niners' schedule is not terrible. They still have, you know – Games against the Cardinals and the Rams over the next two weeks, those are going to be real tough. But then they got the Jaguars, the Vikings, Seattle, who knows if Russell Wilson will be back then, the Bengals, which I think is a winnable game. And they have a pretty easy stretch in the end of the season where they play Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston. So, And when you look at the other teams in the NFC, there's not a whole lot of teams that I really like to get in there. So I like San Francisco. I like what Jimmy Garoppolo has been doing. And hopefully they're only going to get healthier. 
So I, I, I actually like San Francisco to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think they'll make the playoffs mainly because they're still injury riddled this year. Like, yeah, they've had some like a breakout in contender in Debo Samuel and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't looking terrible, but I, I don't see it. I also like Elijah Mitchell, but he's also been hurt. Like they're just struggling with injuries and that defense isn't really showing up as it should be. And I mean, going back to that schedule, I can only relatively see him winning four or five games and that's not enough to make the playoffs for me at least. Like theoretically, I don't think they can make it with this schedule. I, I think Russell Wilson will be back by that time they play them, so the Seahawks will probably get the win. The Vikings can beat them, I think. They, I know you don't want them to or something, we'll, but... We'll see. Um, but I, I think they have a pretty... Like, yeah, they have a nice stretch of games, but they have to at least do, be somewhat successful. And with the Rams and Cardinals in their division and with the Seahawks coming back up with Russell Wilson, I don't think there's a chance that they can make it, especially with all those injuries. This round, I'm taking James. Also, Kittle's hurt too. I forgot that. I think he's coming back soon. I, I think that he's going to make a big impact on the offense. But he was really, uh, yeah, he, he was, didn't really have the great biggest. That's start. true. That's true. But I don't know. I still like the Niners. I, I think that I like I, I like Jimmy G. And I think as long as they're not confused with putting in Trey Lance, because I think they clearly don't need to do that. I think they'll be fine. Next, we have the Raiders. Raiders just came off of a bye, too. Just so. Yeah, uh, I think the Raiders are contenders here. Look, they just got Josh Jacobs back, who's healthy, and I think he's going to make a serious impact on this team. Yeah, they lost Henry Ruggs, but he wasn't really doing much anyways. So, And they're getting Darren Waller back. I think he was hurt. Maybe. I don't know. No, he wasn't, was he? Fuck, I don't know. Oh, no, yeah, 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 you're right. You're he right, was hurt. Um... I mean, that defense does have holes in it, and they're flawed, but they've been showing they can show up when they need to. And, I mean, they've beaten good teams in the past. Like, they beat the Ravens. I'd count the Steelers as a good team. And, well, that's about it. But, I mean, they ha- they can have some easy wins on their schedule. They play the Giants, who I can see them beating. The Chiefs, I mean, with how the season's going, I can see them beating that. Like, they and they play the football team, Broncos again. Like, ah, there's some there's some teams that they can beat in that, in that uh, division. And Derek Carr is playing really well. You got Darren Waller, obviously, who's a nice playmaker. Josh Jacobs, who's healthy. Like, they have weapons on that offense. And yeah, with the Raiders' defense, too, they got some playmakers on that defense. Like, they they can – the defense needs to pick it back up. And if Derek Carr keeps clicking how he is, then I can see them making the playoffs. And, yeah, going back to the schedule, they have a they have a pretty decent schedule. So we'll see how that works. But right now they're 5-2. and two. They're looking good. So I can see them making the playoffs. So I kind of label the Raiders as pretenders. I think that they're a team. I, the only, One of the big reasons as to why is that we kind of see this every year. I, I think last year the Raiders started like 5-2 and two or something and had virtually – or had a very similar roster and then obviously ended up falling off. Like it was around this time last year when they beat the Chiefs and everyone was riding high on them and then they obviously end up just losing and um, not winning another – or not, not that they didn't win another game, but just obviously not making the playoffs. Um I think that not having a head coach is going to end up catching up to him. I think that Derek Carr is great. I think that, you know, I think the defense is much improved from last year. I think they get a lot of pressure with Max Crosby and Carl Massive, but I've just seen it too many times with the Raiders, and I think that the AFC West is pretty strong. So I don't think that the Raiders – and I think that the Chiefs will probably start to pick it up a little bit. So I think that they're going to lose some ground there, and I think that the Raiders are kind of pretenders this year. That round I'm giving to James. So next we have the Patriots. 
Uh, I'll start with this one. I actually really like the Patriots. I've liked the Patriots in the beginning of the year, and two words as to why, and it's Bill Belichick. I think that um, Bill Belichick is the best coach in the league. He wants Mac Jones to be his next to that. He wants Mac Jones to be his next Brady. I think they have a really good running attack. They basically have a four-headed monster with Damien Harris, Brandon Bolden, Ramondre Stevenson, and J.J. Taylor. All those guys can play and and run. Their offensive line is really good. They have a top-10 defense in the NFL. They're easily the second-best team in their division. They beat up on the Jets twice already. They beat up – or I think that they can beat up on the Dolphins uh, the next time that they have to play them. The Bills are obviously tough, but the Patriots also don't have that hard of a schedule coming up. And I think that that New England is a really good team with a really good defense. I think that um, I think the win against the Chargers for me kind of solidified the Patriots as like, okay, this is a team that can really hang with a lot of um, really good teams. They they almost beat the Bucks. They were very close in doing that. So I, I like what I'm seeing from the Patriots. I think that they got a really good defensive personnel, and I think that they can get one of those wild card teams and spots in the AFC. Uh, I feel like they're actually going to make the playoffs. They they seem like they will. Yeah. Looking at their schedule, yeah, I I just I can't see the Patriots making it, especially riding off Mac Jones. Like he's a rookie QB. He I I know he's dealt with pressure in college football, but I mean when it comes down to it, and you need those crucial wins, I think Mac Jones is probably is going to choke under pressure. I just think he will. Uh, yeah, that defense is really good, but I feel like there's going to be some holes in that defense that people can expose. And yeah, that, that win against the Chargers was really nice. But like, as I'm saying, I don't think when it comes down to it, Mac Jones was going to be a viable starter for clutch games, or if they do make the playoffs, then he's not going to help them with that. I don't know. I just, I just see late, late in the year. I don't see Mac Jones producing. And if he gets hurt, then they're kind of screwed, but who knows? So this round goes to Jared. Let's go. So our final round the New Orleans Saints. So I can't see the Saints making the playoffs, especially after Jameis Winston went down and they have to rely on Trevor Simeon as their QB. Like, yeah, their defense is top five this year, but I don't think – and now they lost Michael Thomas for the year too, which is kind of a big playmaker for him. But I I don't – Trevor Simeon can't lead this team. And if Kamara gets hurt, then they're kind of screwed. So I, I don't know. I, like Trevor Simeon didn't look terrible against the Bucks, but he – in a full game – I don't think he can get it done, especially against teams like the Bills and Cowboys and the Bucks again, who are, have really good defenses. And I, I, I'd give it to the Panthers too, but uh, I like this team. I, I just don't think they can. And I just, it, they're also lackluster receiver. Like Marquez Callaway isn't bad, but is he really a wide receiver, one worthy receiver? And like, they're just they're slim at so many positions. And again, Trevor Simeon, like yeah, they they can rely on their defense, but they can't rely on the defense to win the game for them every game. So, I don't think Trevor Simeon can carry this team to the playoffs. So, as much as I hate to say it, I actually think that the Saints are gonna make the playoffs, and uh, I think a huge reason why is there's really only one game on their schedule that I see as a total loss. And it's at Tampa Bay. Here's their remaining schedule. They got versus the Falcons this week. They have at Tennessee, which without Derrick Henry, I think that they're going to be able to win that game. At Philadelphia versus the Bills at home. Now, the Bills obviously are really good, but that's a Thanksgiving game. And it's um, 
primetime and it's at home. When the Saints are at home on primetime, they usually play really well. Home against the Cowboys, at the Jets, at Tampa Bay, which I said I think is going to be lost. Then home against Miami, home against Carolina, and then at Atlanta. The, the division is not all particularly great. Trevor Simeon has won NFL games as a starter before with Denver. Taysom Hill coming back to that offense is going to make them a lot more dynamic and and better. I think with an with a quarterback that likes to check down more than Jameis Winston does in Trevor Simeon, I actually think it kind of helps the Saints offense because it's giving it giving the ball to your best play. It's giving the ball to your best playmaker in Alvin Kamara, who which I think when you get him, when you design more plays around him, it ends up being good. When Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston were the quarterbacks, Kamara wasn't getting as many catches as he usually did with Breeze. I think if Simeon is going to be the quarterback going forward, he'll end up getting a Kamara will end up getting a lot more work. I don't think that Simeon is a guy that's going to win you a whole lot of games himself, but I think that he'll he can be a solid game manager, and they can always pick up someone. So. I think that the Saints are a good enough team that they're going to slide in there and probably end up being like the sixth seed and get blown out by like the Rams in the playoffs or something like that. So that final round, I'm going to give to Jared. Yay. So next we have our game of the week picks, and I'm choosing the Bengals and uh, Browns for this one because another divisional rivalry, Chubb's back, Chubb's uh, going back for another strong game, and I think – this is a game where Jarvis is going to show the receipt, the the lead why he's uh, the cleared wide receiver one for the Browns team. I think e- both teams cancel out each other's uh, pros and cons, and it's going to be a really really close game. I think the Browns defense will be able to get some turnovers for uh, create some turnovers for Joe Burrow, but I also think Baker's ceiling is so like it's. His his uh his floor is so high, but his ceiling is so low where he'll let like the Bengals still in the game, and he'll still they'll he'll still make some scoring plays, but I think Baker is gonna be uh the problem for why the Browns just don't take go like just lead away with the win. But I I'm taking this as the game of the week, and I think I'm thinking maybe a Browns win here late game fourth quarter drive. I also like to mention that last time Baker and Joe Burrow squared off, it was a shootout. So it, that was a really good game. So I'm hoping for another one of those. I yeah, la, yeah. When they played each other last year, it was awesome. So I I, th- I hope that they repeat that. I kind of also like the Browns. I kind of agree with you on the road. I think that the Bengals are going to start to slide a little bit. Uh, my game of the week is a little interesting, and it was actually a game that we were all considered going. Uh, us and a couple of other friends are considering going to. And that is the Chargers and the Eagles. We're about like three hours from the stadium, but obviously uh, we we're not going. But yeah, I th- I think it's just going to be a really high scoring game because I think that these are two really good, well not really good, but I think that these are two good offenses with good quarterbacks. Both were drafted in the same year, uh, in twenty twenty, just last um, two off seasons ago. We got Justin Herbert against Jalen Hurts. Both have had very interesting starts to their careers. Um, where neither of them, neither of them were expected to start last year nearly as quickly as they did. But obviously Philly's guy is Jalen Hurts and easily the Chargers guy is Justin Herbert, who may have an MVP trophy uh, coming up for him in just a couple of seasons. I think that we're going to finally see Austin Eckler unleashed. I think that he's going to have a really good game. I think that 
this may be one of the weeks that Mike Williams blows up. And when it, it seems like whenever that happens, it's a fun time. I think that, you know, with, when the Eagles are there, I feel like they're never out because Jalen Hurts seems to play better as the game goes on. And the Chargers have been a team over the last couple of years that have been prone to blowing leads. So I think that it's just going to make for an exciting finish. I think that we're going to have a really interesting fourth quarter. Like, I think that once the fourth quarter starts, it's going to be around like 27, 21 Chargers. And they may end up blowing it. And Philly is going to end up back in the lead at some point because that just seems like something that would happen. I think that Philly is a good three and five team and the Chargers have been sliding as of recent. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can get back on track here against the Eagles. So um, I'm excited. I think the, I think I'm going to go with the Chargers with the win. I would, if I'm betting, I'm probably staying away from this game in terms of the spread, I think, or money line or anything. I think that maybe you can go with the over because I think that 50 is definitely doable for these teams to score. And, but, um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really fun. All right. So my game of the week is Vikings versus Ravens. Yes, the Vikings looked awful Ooh. versus the Cowboys. Yeah, the Vikings looked terrible against the Cowboys, but uh, the Ravens' defense is not that great, and I think the Vikings take advantage of that. And uh, this is going to be an offensive battle because both defenses are, I, I I'd say, below average. Baltimore's is much better than ours, that's for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, but... You saw what happened to Marlon Humphrey, or you saw the the Ravens defense try to cha- tackle Jamar Chase. Like they just like uh, they just shit the bed. But I think both defenses are not gonna. I think there's gonna be an offensive battle. It should be, and if it is, that'd be awesome. But I think when it comes down to it, I think Lamar Jackson is much better in like clutch situations than Kirk. So I think the Ravens would walk away with this one. No offense, Jared. None taken. I I want. I want the Vikings to lose so that we can prove a point to Mike Zimmer that he is gone. Yeah, and I think if the, if the Vikings get blown out, which I don't think they will, then that's more con, uh, incentive to fire Mike Zimmer. But no, I think what this. What do you mean by that? Like, because they get blown out by the Ravens, then like it's not gonna look good for Mike Zimmer. Oh, oh yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's gonna be an offensive battle. Um, that, but yeah, again, because both offenses are much better than their defenses, so I can see this one going like. I can see this one being high score. I think the Vikings definitely need a bounce back game after that Cowboys loss because that was very bad, especially losing to Cooper Rush. Like, what the fuck? And I could, I, I, they need a bounce back win, or not a bounce back win, like a bounce back game to prove that they're still contenders. So, I think this is the one. This would be such a Vikings game to win. Yeah, because they don't. I, I don't want to win anymore. I want a high draft pick so we can. I mean, I don't think that we're going to be able to get Derek Stingley, but. It would just be such a Vikings game to win. Everyone's spirits are crushed. Now we have no expectation. None of the fans have any expectations anymore. And then they just come in there and end up beating Baltimore, who's one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. It would just it ha- it literally happened last year when the Vikings went up uh, on the road against the Packers, and then the Vikings went on a little bit of a run. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think l- last week killed me in any chance of retaining Mike Zimmer, but. Um, it could be a good game because these two teams are exciting. They have a lot of nice young stars on them, but it would be a very Vikings thing to do to win this yeah. game. They're going to win because you want them to lose. I know, and I know that that's going to happen, <laughs> and I'm not very excited about it. But It'll be okay. I don't think – I think it – I mean, I really could see just a random Dalvin Cook 40-yard run, breakout run. Probably more than that. Probably, he, it'll probably be like a screen or something. Yeah. But he'll, he'll have a breakout run. He needs it. He has not been playing – like obviously he's been hurt and everything, so like his stats don't look as great. But 
he hasn't looked as good as uh, that Cowboys game. I don't know. Something was he just didn't look as good as he used to be. Maybe he's slowing down because they the Vikings over the last three years used Dalvin Cook a lot, and now they're not using him any. Well, no, now they're you know doing all these play action plays that seem to work, but it would be such a Vikings thing to do to lose a home game against Cooper Rush and then go on the road and beat Lamar Jackson. I mean, well, Kirk's on prime time, so he's going to show up. I think their main concern is they haven't traded for Cordero Patterson. I think he's the pro. He's the solution to all their needs. As a Falcons fan, don't complain about having Cordero Patterson because <laughs> that guy is lighting it up for some fucking reason, and I don't know why. Secret weapon. Yeah. So next we have our locks. And, James, you want to start this one? Uh, my lock is the Cowboys over the Broncos. Uh, assuming Dak plays, this this Cowboys team is probably going to blow out the Broncos, especially because the Broncos really haven't established themselves as a true team yet. Like, yeah, they started 3-0, but that was against shitty teams. This Dallas team is just too good to lose this game. They, their defense is top five. Their offense is top five. Like, there's just nothing that I can say about this that would actually result in D- Dallas losing. I mean, if, every, if everyone stays healthy, like – I, the Dallas offense has Dak Prescott, Zeke, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Mari Cooper. Like, they just have too many weapons for the Broncos to cover. And, yeah, the, the Broncos' defense isn't terrible, but now they have no Von Miller. So that's a big problem for them. So uh, the, the, the tight end will probably get – Dalton Schultz will probably get a good amount of yards this game. It'll probably be one of those games that he does good. But, yeah, like with no Von Miller, Patrick Sertan's not bad. Uh, Bryce Callahan isn't the worst. But, like, they're not going to be able to guard all those weapons on offense. And they're not gonna have that run stopper in Von Miller either when Zeke when Zeke rushes or, or even Tony Pollard. And then on the other side of the ball, Dallas's defense is just re- it, they're playing really well, especially Micah Parsons, who we love here. Yes, but sir. The, yeah, that Dallas the Dallas defense is way too good. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs broke that uh, every game streak pick or every game pick Whistle streak, pick. whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, that's gonna happen eventually, but. I mean, I Denver can probably give him a good run because I think if Corlin Sutton is on. Trayvon Diggs, and he'll probably, or if, even if Jerry Judy, I don't think Trayvon Diggs can hold either one. But he he held Justin Jefferson pretty well last week, so I think he'll be able to hold them. Like, this Dallas defense is just too good for the Broncos, and they're going to contain Teddy Bridgewater very heavily, and I can see this one being a blowout in Dallas's favor. Is it in Dallas? No, let me check. I don't know. It is in Dallas. Oh, well, that, there you go. Yeah. So I, I think Dallas is going to rape him. I, yeah, I agree. I I don't think Denver's good at all. Um, another team that was good, but I think is going to be significantly worse now, is the Tennessee Titans. I think that the Rams at home on Sunday Night Football is going to be a lock over the Titans. I think with no Derrick Henry, the Titans are going to be forced to pass, and this is not a Rams team that you really want to pass on. The Rams are a team that's it's better to run against them, I would say. It's going to be Von Miller's first game back. And Ryan Tannehill is going to have to go into this hostile environment, cross-country, against Von Miller and Aaron Donald. I do not think that they have a chance. I think that A.J. Brown is going to be guarded probably against Jalen Ramsey. And if Julio Jones plays, that's obviously going to be a big plus. But even then, the Rams have good corners that can knock out a lot of those those, uh, Titans receivers. And Matthew Stafford has been killing it. Cooper Cup. A lot of people are talking about Cooper Cup in the MVP conversation. I don't really know how I feel about that. I don't really know how you guys feel about that. But I think that the Rams are 
looking like probably the best team in football right now. If I had to put money on anyone, I'd probably put it on the Rams or Tampa Bay, but that's just me. Um, I don't think that the Titans are going to win this game. Their defense is pretty bad enough, and I think that the Rams are going to take this one pretty handily at home. Yeah, uh, going back to Cooper Cup winning MVP, I mean, I think he's going to win an award. It's going to be Offensive Player of the Year because now with yeah. Derrick Henry out, it kind of paves the way for Cooper Cup. So I can, true. I can see him winning offensive, or offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, when we did the the award predictions like through week five, what, what was it? When yeah, we, it was week five. When we did it a couple weeks ago. I don't think any of us had Cooper Cup. Uh, maybe, I think we discussed it. I know no I had Adams. It. Yeah, I, I think we talked. We, he was in the conversation, but we didn't like pick him. Streaker, you had Zeke, right? For, for offensive player. Offensive yeah. player of the year. Mm-hmm. And then I had Derek Henry, obviously. Yeah, so no one had Cooper Cup, which is insane, because he's literally on pace to have one of the best seasons as a receiver ever. I think what, uh, a main reason was we saw that Rodgers record of him and Robert Woods where both of them just do really well each week where there's not really a, a breakout star amongst them. And this year, Cooper has really just broken out as the clear wide receiver one on that team. It's so random. And by far, too. He's just, yeah. he's so consistent. He's the big play guy. He's the end zone guy. It's just insane. I will say, though, I don't think that Cooper Cup would be nearly this good on any other team. If Sean McVay wasn't his coach and Matt, or Matt Stafford wasn't his, wasn't his quarterback, not. either one of the two, I think it's more McVay than Stafford, personally. Because that guy can draw plays, I think, better than Stafford can throw the ball. And You also got to credit that the Rams have e- easily top three O-line in the league this year. Yeah. Just Stafford has all the time that he needs. Just stand, stay in the pocket, wait for Cooper to go down long. Right. It up. Yeah, like, I, lo- I think he's great. But if, if Cooper Cup was on an – like, say Cooper Cup and Keenan Allen – no, not even Keenan Allen. Say Cooper Cup and – now the Giants are more of a lower tier offense. Um, what are you trying to think? Of? Okay, so say Cooper Cup and like DJ Moore switched offenses, I think Cooper Cup would be significantly worse. I think the fact that Cooper Cup is on the Rams obviously makes him a lot better in terms of statistics and everything. I still think he's great, and I still think the Rams are going to blow out the Titans. But I would never, I would not put Cooper Cup in the MVP conversation. Because I just think his situation is so great. Where like guys like I'm not, and I'm not saying Adams should win the award either. But like Devonte Adams makes the Packers so much better. Whereas um, any other receiver there, I think would be worse. I think that like, and if he were to go to anywhere else, it would elevate that team automatically, and he would not be worse on any other team. If that makes any sense. Like I think Cooper Cup would be a lot better on is a lot better on the Rams than on anywhere else, and I think that the Rams are a big beneficiary to his success. Obviously, he's playing great, and I'm not to, trying to take anything away from him, but I just would, I, I would never put him in the MVP conversation. So for my lock pick, I'm, I just want to start by saying this. I think this is the week. Come Monday, I think this is the week where Urban Meyer gets fired. Really? Jags playing Bills. Hot take. I think Bills, another shutout. Not a single point scored by the Jags. Another clear MVP type game from uh, Josh Allen to just show the league why he is a, easily a, one of the, one of the top three QBs in the league right now. You could make the case for him being the best right now, but I really think this is the week. This is the week where 
the team kind of says enough's enough. You know, we're just we're really not getting anywhere. We're hitting a wall with Urban Meyer as the head coach, and they fire him because clearly, clearly you have a generational talent with Trevor Lawrence, and you're not offensively, you're not really getting anywhere. Defensively, you're not really getting anywhere. They have some playmakers on that G- defense with Josh Allen and uh, Miles Jack, for instance. But I really think this is the year, this is the week where they finally uh, decide for a new change of uh, coach. I mean, possible. I mean, they they really look like the worst team in the league. Oh yeah, easily. I mean, yeah, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. Right. I don't know. It's that's a tough one. I don't. I don't think that there's. That, wow. I don't think that they're just going to fire him right away, especially because, like, you're playing potentially the best team in the league. But I can definitely agree with you. I can definitely see them being shut out. And I don't think that Urban Meyer will be there next year. I think that also it it kind of helps. Uh, it also – or it doesn't actually help, in fact, because uh, – Urban Meyer's case, because against the Seahawks with Geno Smith, where Geno Smith has struggled and – in other games, he just exploded for an amazing game against the Jaguars, where the Jaguars only scored one touchdown. And the Seahawks have one of the wor- worst defenses in the league, yet Tre- Trevor Lawrence has only uh, produced 238 uh, passing yards with one touchdown. So I really just, I really think this is the week where uh, Urban Meyer gets fired. It's possible. So finally, we have our upset picks. And I'm gonna pick Broncos over Dallas. Hot, hot take, hot take. Here. Yeah, yeah, that's very hot. Yeah, but I think it's James's lock. I'm hoping here that may. I'm a, okay. There might be a little bias here in, in my side because I'm actually playing one of our friends in, in our fantasy league where he has Dak Prescott and the whole Cowboys offense on his fantasy team. But yeah, he basically just has the whole. He literally has the whole Cowboys offense minus yeah, Amari Cooper. Pretty much, and. Hopefully, I'm just dreaming for a for just one defensive stop that against that whole lineup. But I just I'm hoping for maybe another Teddy Bridgewater game where he just lights up that defense. I mean, that Cowboys defense isn't really something to take home for. But I mean, they have some solid players there with Trayvon Diggs, Michael Parsons, Leighton Vander Esch. But I think this is a another week where the Broncos defense takes over. They They've been able to shut, uh, stop a lot of uh, offenses, but I think this is another um, team that they can shut shut the off- offense down because they have been shown to stop, like, passing offense, like, really great passing offenses, and this is another example of that. Hopefully, hopefully. I'm not uh, saying, like, just straight out that they're going to win, but I'm, I'm picking that as the upset because I think – I think they have some insane playmakers on that defense. All right, so I've been fucking horrible with these picks so far, <laughs> so I'm just going to go for it. Um, Maybe you should have gone with the hot take here since you know. I think this is a hot take, and this is probably going to end up being wrong, but I kind of want it to be wrong. I'm going with Jordan Love to win his first NFL start. Something's going on this year with quarterbacks winning their first NFL starts. Cooper Rush. Uh, Cooper Rush. Sorry, I can't get it out of my head because the fucking Vikings lost to him. But Mike White. Yeah, Cooper Cup. Uh, <laughs> Cooper Cup. Coo- <laughs> Cooper Rush. Mike White. Um, there's got to be someone else. Trevor Lawrence. No, he didn't. He did not win his first start. 
Uh, not Davis Mills. No, he lost. He got blown out, I think. Case Keenum, at least for this season. Um, so, yeah, this has kind of just been a, the year of the backup quarterback in terms of, you know, playing well off the jump. We've been talking about the Chiefs defense for months now. They've been awful. And the Packers are going to be at – I think they're getting everyone back besides Rodgers. They'll have – is Bakhtiari coming back for this game? You want to check that for me? Bakhtiari's coming back. Um, okay, we're just Google. Google Bakhtiari. Um, Adams will be back, which I think he's going to be heavily dependent on in this game. The Chiefs have no one to guard him. Lazard should be back. Yeah, they just lost Tanyan, but I think that they'll be fine. I don't really think that that matters a whole lot. They should have traded for a tight end. Yeah, they were talking about getting Evan Ingram, but it just fell through, I guess. I mean, he kind of sucks too, so I guess it's fine. But uh, the Chiefs' offense looked pretty bad against the Giants. I don't think that they're going to be able to move the ball that well. The Packers have a good defense. I think that we're going to see Green Bay win this game. I really do. I think that Jordan Love – I don't think he's anything special. I really don't. But I'm gonna. I'm again. I'm horrible in these picks, so I'm just gonna go for it and say that Jordan Love ends up winning this game. I think that they may run the ball down the Chiefs' throats with Aaron Jones. I think it's gonna kind of be one of those games where one team just absolutely dominates the time of possession because they don't want to give the ball to the other team. And I think that that's gonna be the Packers. I think that their offense may be on the field for 40 minutes, and Kansas City's may be on the field for 20. So I think it's gonna be. Something like that, and the Chiefs are or the Chiefs are going to fall at home to a backup quarterback. And you know, Jordan Love is a first round pick for a reason. So maybe he actually is really good, and he's been learning from the MVP and arguably the best quarterback in the NFL for the last year and a half. So I think that the Packers are going to actually win this game at home, even without Aaron Rodgers. Um, looking at it, it doesn't say. Um. Oh, Matt Lafleur wants to keep the Chiefs guessing about his status, so he may play or may not play. Oh, okay. So he's not going to announce it, I don't think. I mean... So he may or may not play. If he, There's a chance he does. If he plays, that's a huge boost. Yeah. Um. So my upset is the Panthers over the Patriots. I know that it probably won't hit because the Patriots have been looking really good, but if they, the Panthers might get Chris McCaffrey back this week, and he's going to be... He is going to be the offense, so I can see the Panthers... Kind of giving the Patriots a run for their money, and Mac Jones could slip up against the Panthers' defense now with Stephon Gilmore. So uh, I can I don't know. Like the, the Patriots don't really have that great of weapons, so if they lock those down and they have to rely on the run, then I can see the Panthers winning this, especially if McCaffrey comes back because they the the Panthers still have DJ Moore, like they still have playmakers on that team. So I think if the if the, if the Panthers' defense can hold the Patriot the rookie QB to uh, yeah, if they can just hold him, then I think the Panthers can win this one. Yes, the Patriots' defense is really good, but I think I think this will be a defensive battle, hopefully. And I think the the X factor here would be McCaffrey if he comes back and plays. And I think if McCaffrey does play, then the Panthers could get the upset win. Well, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the Route Runners podcast. Make sure you follow us on Route Runners Pod. We're going to be pushing out a lot of content in the future, and just stay tuned with us on Instagram and really this is uh we just want to make the best content for you guys so keep listening and we're we're here for the long run so thank you I'm Shrieker I'm Jared I am James peace